0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. This league just won't stop. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the Pro Day Prodigy.
2: And with me is AJ
1: picks are better than pro bowlers Marchese.
2: Mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna
1: rebound the other way rob i just know it today we'll begin our 2022 nfl draft position rankings
0: with the quarterbacks let's hit it going out to vegas gonna set my draft gonna set my draft on fire seven seven seven, seven. Seven. Seven rounds in heaven with my lady Driving out to Vegas, baby Looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau Who's gonna bat it all on draft day? Hey, who's gonna wage your future picks away? Hey, who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? the home team let's let's go go seven rounds let's Let's go seven rounds together let's go go seven rounds forever and And that's a
1: song tons of people take a multivitamin and it's important to choose one that is top quality with one delicious scoop of athletic greens you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 per day. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by ColorCast. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group, be notified when rooms go live, and come with your spiciest takes. I don't really have any spicy takes on this quarterback class. How about you, AJ? (laughs) This class stinks. (laughs) Is that a spicy take? No. I I feel like no. Is this, in our time doing the podcast, which, Mm -hmm. hey, we're nearing episode 300. Um, Oh, I'm glad we got that in there. Yep. Is this the worst quarterback class we've had? Uh, Yeah. I don't have a first-round grade. I don't
2: know about you. Nope. Nope. And I don't see that, like, that changing. Uh, Nope. My highest grade is a late second-round grade. To put it in perspective, Mac Jones would be my quarterback one this year. Like, that's pre-draft, of course.
1: Um. Which it's, it's it's pretty sad because we're coming off a draft in which we had arguably the best quarterback prospect we've ever seen in Trevor Lawrence, plus just a stacked group in general, yeah. five first-round quarterbacks. And the year before that, Joe Burrow was the best quarterback prospect we'd seen to that point. I mean, you can I think we even talked about it last year, Trevor Lawrence is a prospect versus Joe Burrow. And they're just, in general, those two and Andrew Luck are the three best quarterback prospects i would say in in kind of modern history um and even even two years ago in the borough class we had herbert we had Tua, yeah. uh uh we, we even had jordan love we had all these these guys end up in the first round um and before that it was kyler murray so it's, it's just like the drop off is massive and it's not a very deep class either unless you look at it in terms of there's, like, five quarterbacks you would take on day two, but when at least three of them go in the first round, it kind of takes away calling it a deep class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, how
2: many draftable grades do you got? I have exactly ten. Okay, I have 11, and two of them are, like, late sevenths that kind of get bumped because of the class. I know I shouldn't do that, but I'm like, fuck it. They deserve it.
1: One of them, I will say, is a bit of a cheat. Uh, you'll You'll – quickly figure out why yeah um but to put into perspective uh in the last five draft class is uh we've had in 2021 there was 10 quarterbacks drafted 2020 there was 13 2019 there was 11 2018 there was 13 in 2017 there was 10 so history says there's 10 at minimum who will go no more than 13 it's a bad class I could see I, I have 10 guys with draftable grades. I think I could see two more guys getting drafted on top of those 10. So I, I think at the absolute most, we get 12 quarterbacks taken. Um, and again, one of my 10 is not like to call him specifically a quarterback is a bit of a stretch. So,
2: yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, it's not good. It's not good. Um I kind of agree with you, like with that sec that day two. I got like five. Yeah, I got my top five guys with day two grades. One of them's like a borderline top under grade two, and yeah, I don't know. It's okay. not fun. It's not. It's not the well, class to be looking for a quarterback. I'll tell you that much, Ruff.
1: No, and, and like we always joke how oh, next year's class is always better. That's that is for real. This year, I mean,
2: we I swear someone said that last year. Right? I swear someone said that last year.
1: I don't know who they were talking about because even <laughs> last year, like who who even. I guess Sam Howell, and Matt Corral, yeah, had some hype. I like. I don't think Desmond Ritter had a ton like first round hype. No, strong I, a I,
2: little bit, but like more day two.
1: Yeah, and I, like Malik, Malik Willis, and Malik Willis, but um, I I, I just feel like ne- next year, even without digging into it, you know Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are, <laughs> are going to be yeah. first round picks, and in this class, I again.
2: Oh, we had Rattler. Reason. Rattler was the guy last year. I almost forgot this time last
1: year yeah so yeah this class is better than last year's that's Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. um yeah next year's is better than this year's because next year's has rattler now there you go Uh, so no first round grades from either of us if i were to set the total at come come april 28th three and a half quarterbacks in the
2: first round would you take the over or the under a lot of quarterback needy teams, and I don't know why, because <laughs> if it's not the draft to be quarterback needy, and some of these teams just decided to be Rob. I won't name names. Well, it, it
1: it's it's funny though, because the first I have a hard time seeing any of the teams picking in the top five deciding they're taking a quarterback, and that's yes. unless there was a clear cut guy that the Lions or maybe the Texans would take, but No. There
2: isn't that in this group. No. Uh is Seattle the first team, really. I think the Panthers at six are. Yeah, uh until they get to Sean Watson.
1: Yeah, or um I, I you haven't we haven't really heard very much about Matt Ryan with Atlanta. I, I it, figure they're going to stick it out another year with him because mm-hmm. this class sucks, but Yeah. and the Washington Commanders obviously acquired Carson Wentz. You wouldn't think they'd be oh, looking they're to they're, take a they're QB. set
2: for the next decade.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> After after the Panthers and the Seahawks, you don't really find a desperate quarterback needy. Like the Saints yeah. aren't in a good position with the quarterback, but they're not in a desperate position either. Like they could trot out Jameis and Tameis, Taysom Hill for another year if, they, assuming they bring back Jameis, they could potentially trade for Jimmy G. I think the next quarterback desperate team after the Seahawks and Panthers is the Steelers at twenty. And then after after that, it's. Tampa at twenty seven, and then the Lions at thirty two. Assuming they don't take a quarterback yeah, second,
2: I think that's an interesting spot. But I don't know why they do it. Um, so to answer your question, I would take the under. Okay. Would you? What, would you? Do you think it'll be three? Probably. Yeah. I just, it's just
1: so hard to say that it would be like, like someone. I, I feel as if someone's going to trade it back into the first round to ensure they get that fifth year
2: option. Yeah. On one of these guys, but like, um, like not to spoil the, the punch here, but like, I, to me that would only make sense. Like, if Malik Willis fell, or ex- I agree, or there's maybe only two. Matt Corral. Like, I don't like, ugh, I don't know. There, there.
1: To me, there's only one quarterback who has the tools to be worthy of a first round pick in this class, and I mean, it's no secret it's Malik Willis. Yeah. Um, and there's only one quarterback who I think has. Uh, the ability to start in the NFL and not fall on his face pretty immediately. Um, and I think those those two, just you have to assume in a class like this, like they're not getting outside of the top 15. So I don't know. But we'll see. But uh, you, know, you you ready to dive into, uh, you know, a couple superlatives?
2: Uh, yeah, let's do it.
1: At least the running back show will be more fun, maybe.
2: Kind of. The, the rankings will be interesting.
1: Yeah, wide receivers and offensive line are, are the bread and butter of this mm-hmm. offensive class. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defense will be a lot of fun in general. It's a, it's a, it's a great year to need an offensive lineman or a defensive player. It's it's a, it's a great lunch pail type draft. Yeah, say. the trenches, baby. Um, Although I would absolutely love if zero quarterbacks and zero running backs ended up in the first round, but both know that won't happen. Uh, so let's start. Highest floor quarterback in this class, and again, it's... It's not a class you feel super comfortable probably marching any of these guys out week no. one as a starter. No. But it's a, it's inevitably gonna happen. I would think. Like I've I have a hard time believing not one guy starting as a rookie week one. Um. And normally it's the highest floor type player that does. And so who who do you give that nod to? Kenny Pickett. Correct. That is the correct answer. Um, I don't like and Kenny I, Pickett though. It, it's not it's not inspiring taking a Kenny Pickett in the top ten.
2: I have an early third round grade on Kenny Pickett. Ken, Kenny, so
1: Kenny Pickett is being propped up because most drafts there's a guy like Kenny Pickett, and most drafts that guy goes in the second or third round. Yeah, and in in we using guys who have found success as those types of picks. Um, that come to mind are, like, Andy Dalton, Kirk, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins fell to the fourth round, um, Derek Carr. Like, those guys exist. Carr's a good example, yeah. Carr, Carr, I think, is the absolute uh, highest of highs you can hope for of a day two-type mm-hmm. quarterback. Um, but in a class like this, Pickett's going to be propped up and put into the first round. I think he's he's going to end up being a top 15 pick probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: Tell whereas... me if I'm wrong, but sorry quickly. The, the, I swear there's not that much talk about him being a, a quote-unquote one-year wonder, and more of the focus has been on him. Oh, he was a four-year starter. Like the, that, it's weird that that's been the uh, the dialogue, and not that he's been bad until he had one good year. He yeah he,
1: he 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 had been a average to below average kind of fun starter in the ACC. Yeah. Who? Yeah, like I don't know people. I don't know people. Kind of just like Pitt. I think.
2: Like, yeah, you know. I remember my, my notes from like I think it was two years ago. I wrote he's perfect for Pitt, and I'm not sure what that <laughs> means, but it feels right.
1: <laughs> um, and then yeah, he he'd never thrown more than thirteen touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, he 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 topped a three thousand yard season once, Then Five, this year obviously he explodes. Yeah, and and, and I mean I, I'm never. Especially using Joe Burrow as the per- perfect example. Never going to crush a guy for kind of taking that leap no. and finally putting it all together. No. But it, it it felt like that came up more often with Joe Burrow than it does with Kenny Pickett. Exactly. Yeah. And Joe not- Burrow had arguably the greatest collegiate season in the history of college football. I probably wouldn't argue against it. Um, Cam Newton's the only other person.
2: Yeah. Funny, similar kind of story. Quarterback-wise, I Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, like lots of starts under Pickett's belt. Some of them not so good. Killed the interviews apparently. Uh, tested well enough. Um, then you throw on the tape, and of course, you know, he had a great year. And they, they, he's gonna, they, he's gonna, he, he did enough. Exactly, like you said, he's gonna, he's probably gonna go top fifty, top twenty at worst. To,
1: to me, he is the most accurate of the kind of quarterbacks who have been talked about as first round picks. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Most accurate on on every level too, um, he he's got a a clean throwing motion. He he makes decisions fairly quickly. He doesn't. He used to get really flustered. I thought under pressure. I thought that changed this year. He did a yeah. lot better job extending plays, making plays out of structure. Um, the other thing too is a a lot of this top top tier in quotation marks. Top tier of this quarterback class is are, are guys who come out of systems that don't translate mm-hmm. to the NFL. Pre- like it's a lot of RPO guys. Yeah, it is. And I, Kenny I was Pickett
2: sick of RPO. It
1: was it was not fun, and Kenny Pickett is is not in that boat. Yeah. Kenny Pickett now he he ran a spread offense with uh, Mark Whipple, but it was it had like a lot of pro style stuff in it. It yeah, was essentially like a pro style reads. spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that too, is obviously another check for, oh, is he, he's going to be able to translate quicker to the NFL. And then when you hear all the good interview stuff coming out of both the Senior Bowl and the Combine, mm-hmm. you assume he, he, he's clean on the whiteboard, he understands protections, yada, yada, yada. Uh, ultimately, like, he, he is, to me, he's a kind of a, like a Mac Jones, but... He's not as good. But a, a little more athletic, but not as accurate... Um, not quite as quick as a processor, not yeah. quite a, as good a decision maker. She's like a a lesser than Mac Jones with a little more athleticism. To yeah, him. better, better they, out of
2: the pocket, better out of structure. Yeah, I, yeah.
1: S- similar situation with his arm too to Mac is, is that th- there's just not a ton there. And you saw that at the senior bowl. The senior bowl, he, he had some rough throws. Um, but you, you see it on tape too, like. Even UMass, he, he's picking apart UMass, but he missed a couple gimmies yeah. downfield to Jordan Addison because the ball just gets hung up because just can't cut through the air, and, and uh, he he can't really rip it all that hard. Yeah, like and,
2: good enough to like get it outside the numbers, but not to like. And like some quarterbacks in this class are not even hitting those ones outside so the numbers too too well. Um, but yeah. not 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 enough to like push like, the ball. Like if pick in the right situation, I think Pickett
1: will find. Average starter success in the NFL. Um, but I'm not drafting average starter success in the first round. It just doesn't seem worth it because, to me, the only reason you draft a quarterback in the first round is if you think they can become a top 10 kind of passer. and Franchise quarterback, yeah. for, And Because if you don't have a top 10 in today's day and age, quarterback play is so much better than it used to be. And it's like the 30th best quarterback in the NFL now would have been like the 12th best quarterback <laughs> in the NFL 15 years ago. Yeah. Because just quarterback – and that goes all the way back to, like, just the development from the high school level, the private quarterback coaches, just and, the, the amount yeah. that goes into it now. Not to and, mention and, and just and the so,
2: rules in general, helping the offense and slowing down it, the defense.
1: Exactly. Better athletes at the position too. Yeah, um, and, and to me, that, that just says there's no sense in drafting a quarterback unless he has a combination of the physical tools and the mental tools mm-hmm. to – Potentially reach that top ten quarterback uh, group because if not, you're not winning a Super Bowl. And what other reason do we show up on Sundays if not to win football games and eventually win the Super Bowl? My my thing
2: is, how much better do you see Kenny Pickett getting?
1: Exactly, and it's that that was the same conundrum I had with Mac Jones. Whereas, like, I, I think I had uh, midday two on Mac Jones, and obviously he he took the Patriots to the playoffs as a rookie. But I yeah. like I don't think he's going to get much better than what we saw with him as a rookie. Yeah. And like I, I think Kenny Pickett's absolute peak is Andy Dalton's absolute peak. It's
2: funny. That's that's. You, you want to hear my comp?
1: <laughs> mine is Andy Dalton. So. Mine
2: is yeah. Mine is somewhere between Geno Smith and Andy Dalton.
1: I, I have I have someone else <laughs> comp to Geno Smith, so I'm pretty happy.
2: <laughs> I figure we're gonna have a lot of overlay with the with the Geno
1: Smith. Had a much better arm than Kenny Pickett. I'll say it.
2: Yeah, I mean, similar similar college type of dudes. I mean, at least in their their last season there. Anyways.
1: Um, it just doesn't get you excited. It, I think that's a good way yeah. to sum it up. No, like, I, I think perfect situation would be like one of the mini Shanahan disciple offenses. Yeah. Where you've got this good, uh, great zone scheme. You get him behind a strong offensive line. It's a lot of play action. It's, it's a lot of quick throws. It's, an offensive coordinator who understands his limitations, which, I mean, Josh McDaniels was a perfect example of that with Mac Jones this year, right? Yeah.
2: Uh, one thing I will give, but, like, I, I I think the most fun thing with Pickett was the times that he got outside and was, like, throwing a cross-body sidearm. Like, like that touchdown pass he, against Tennessee he, was great. Like, there was a couple yeah, of like, fun plays. and he, he did that against UMass, too. Mm-hmm. It, it,
1: he is pretty good at a structure. I think that's kind of the
2: most interesting thing about him. Quickly, one, one more point on him. Um, not matching hand sizes, which I'm glad we we got past that. Um, <laughs> you talk about the pocket presence. That. You talk about the pocket presence, and it improved, but it's still like you throw in that cleansing game. It's it's a kind of a fucking mess uh, at times. Like he was making plays, and and they they won, right? Yeah. So, but other than that, I still he was like pockets were. He was feeling that you know he's feeling that pinch, getting mm-hmm. jittery, so I don't know like. Really, I agree with you. It has to be a perfect situation for him to work out to be like. To me, I, I think I'm a little lower on him than you. Like, for, for it has to be a perfect situation for him to be like the 20th best start in the NFL. Hello,
1: Seattle. Highest ceiling, highest ceiling. Yeah. I feel that highest floor was obvious is Kenny Pickett, and the highest ceiling is obvious because it has to be Malik Willis. Yeah, it is. Malik Willis is the only quarterback in this group who has the physical tools of a first round quarterback. Uh, pretty much when you put it all together, yeah, I, I agree he, with you. He he has the best arm in the group. He's the yeah. best athlete, and he's yeah. not just like not just the best athlete, but he's he could be a quickly become a top three runner among quarterbacks in the NFL with Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. Um, he uh, obviously the, the the kind of the downfall with him is sporadic accuracy. His 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 mechanics can fall apart his mm-hmm. feet can get sloppy when he's on his feet are good and, and, and the the throwing motion is there and yeah, it's really everything impressive. works yeah. yeah yeah but it can fall apart and when things start to go bad i find with him that's when like in a game just results wise at liberty yeah. uh his game starts to kind of deteriorate as well and if he if a team Kind of hones in on stopping him as a runner, and he can't lean on that. That's when it
2: really starts to go awry. Yeah, there was um, a lot of runs where, or plays where he, the, the pocket just evaporated instantly, and they were just filling the, the holes. And it was a lot of like zero or negative one or one yard runs in Willis, and like, you know, he's got to do a better job like being decisive. um He's taking some bad sacks, but again, like I think it's hard to judge because the level yeah. of talent around him was so poor. yeah I mean like you can use uh, obviously with a with a a non
1: power 5 quarterback prospect who you're looking at as potentially the number one quarterback in the class you you've got to really hone in on those um those power 5 games they do play yep. he he played fairly well against Syracuse yep had him I in thought position per- to win
2: and then he fumbled but
1: yeah yeah um i thought he was fairly accurate throughout that game didn't really put the ball in too many conflict situations, but then you jump to the Ole Miss game, mm-hmm. and it's just hell. The offensive line's falling apart, and he he kind of has this attitude where, uh, because he knows he, he he's the best athlete on the field. Yeah, he he he's better than every player on Ole Miss, frankly. Uh, defensively, ah, no, and offensively, he's the best yeah. player on the field he, against he, Ole Miss. He was. Yeah, he was, and. And he knows that, and he tries to do too much, and and you can't fault him for that because, like you you mentioned, the players around him just aren't very good. Like, that that Liberty offense was very much propped up by a combination of Hugh Freeze's play calling and Malik Willis being Malik Willis. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot around him. And and we gave Josh Allen the benefit of the doubt with that at Wyoming, it felt like. Malik Willis doesn't seem to quite get that as much. Um, I'm giving it. I'm giving it to, he's the only quarterback I would take in the first round. I think for him, he, in the right offense, it's tailored to his athleticism that kind of allows him to develop more as a deep passer. I kind of hated that he was in the Hugh Freeze offense, to be honest. Yeah. Like it's, it's very spread zone read heavy. It's a lot of like pre, just um, pre-snap you know where the ball's going already. Yeah. It doesn't give him the opportunity to work through his progressions and see the field, which I know we're going to be dinging him for not being a, a quick, quick processor, but that offense didn't also didn't showcase that, so it's hard to really gauge that. Um, I want to see what Malik Willis can do in, in an offense that rolls him out, lets him play action, deep shots, like flash that arm. We know he's got a ridiculous arm. I, I think he, he would have one of probably the 10 strongest arms in the NFL pretty immediately upon entering.
2: Yeah, because um, it felt like a lot of, like, even when they're taking deeper shots, it was more like the 30-yard mark. And he, he was pretty good at them. Yeah, like, uh, yeah no, think- there there are flashes of
1: really impressive deep accuracy at times. Yeah. It's just yeah, there are. they don't give him that many opportunities to do it, even though he, he can
2: He's fun as hell. I think that's yeah. Honestly, probably the real reason he's my quarterback one. I, obviously, I think he's got the most upside by far, and he's just fun as hell. <laughs> like, like if, if the stupid Seahawks take a quarterback at nine, I at least hope it's him. You know, like for the love of God, don't pick, don't take Kenny Pickett. Ah, anyways, um, I, I saw some people like knocking his accuracy on the move, and I don't think it's perfect, but I think it's good. I. I I never really saw any big struggles there. And obviously the arm is Uh, plenty.
1: Yeah. There's a couple plays against Syracuse where he gets flushed from the pocket. Mm -hmm. The the one kind of
2: the touchdown that called back, but it could have been a touchdown. And yeah,
1: there, there, there was two different, um, like 15 yard, just him getting flushed, rolling, right. Kind of dropping one in between two defenders, uh, for like about 15 yards. And, it it, it it It's not super consistent, but I, I think he, he does play well out of structure. Yeah,
2: me too. I think the Syracuse and game is, like, the the one that you watch. You know, like, that's sadly the second best team he played, and I think it's the best game he played, right? Like, in terms of actually who he's playing. But, yeah, and it's, like you said, it's the consistency in the motion because, like, you'll see him just throw stinkers. And, like, sometimes, like, layoffs are just never 100% sure things with him. That scares me, but just working on the touch, the little things, dropping his eyes when there's pressure, like I think you touched upon earlier, um, and just trying not to do too much. And I feel like a lot of that will come when he realizes he's not the best player on the field in the NFL immediately, right? Like, so so just once he's, you know, your team, you're tailoring your offense to him, but also you're, you know, you're just coaching him to to, to slow him down a little bit and knowing that he doesn't have to do it all himself, which will come quickly. I, I, I like the ceiling for Willis, and like I agree with you. I think he's the only quarterback you touch in the first round.
1: Best case scenario, he ends up in a Trey Lance type situation. Yeah, yeah. Worst case scenario, he's thrown into fi- thrown into the fire under uh, with a franchise that lacks stability, lacks identity. Carolina Panthers come to mind. I would mm-hmm. like. I don't think. Like I think it'd be fun because he'd be playing right away, and I'm sure he'd be running the hell out of the ball. But for his long-term development to reach his ceiling, like the Panthers, I don't think would be a good place for him to land.
2: No, I think where, that's just, yeah. where
1: whereas not that they should do it second overall, but I do think Detroit would be a good place because he could sit behind Jared Goff, and because that offense doesn't ha- have
2: a ton of star p- players yet, they could really shape the offense around him. Yeah, that's a good take. I, I think luckily there isn't too many like, oh fuck, I really don't want him to go there situations that make no. Sense.
1: I, I don't want the Steelers to trade up for him, um, as a Steelers fan, but just like, because uh,
2: it'd be a good home for for Willis.
1: But but if he falls to them at twenty, I I can live with that. That's the only quarterback yeah. I would feel comfortable taking the first round as a Steelers fan. And keeping pick, pick um, it at home,
2: I totally agree with you.
1: Value pick. So we're we're we're, we're talking quarterback who isn't there on day one, or sorry, <laughs> doesn't have any possibility of going on day one. Because there's a couple day two quarterbacks that are going to go day one. Uh, Probably in this class is a guy who is more of a day three pick because all the day two picks are going to go day one. Who's your value pick?
2: I'm with Bailey Zappi.
1: Yeah, it's the only sensible choice. I also went with Bailey Zappi. I just feel comfortable in that I don't know how quickly he would be a competent number two quarterback. But I think he's going to stick around the league for a while, at Me minimum, too. as a QB three, because that's just the type of quarterback you want in the quarterback room, uh, a guy you want with the clipboard, a guy who who's uh, lacks physical tools but is a very smart decision maker on the field. Um, I think he's a quick, quick uh, processor. Yeah, uh, he doesn't have the arm. He he's got enough mobility to survive, but he doesn't have the arm, and his release is a little slow. Um, but I think if if you're taking him in the what sixth
2: round? Yeah, I got a fifth round grade on him.
1: Y- yeah, like I don't know, I feel better about that than taking uh, some of these other guys in the first round.
2: And I mean, like you know what? Some of the highlight plays are there. Like like he's kind of a king of the seam shot. Like that's his money ball. Uh, you he, see him he, like he got yeah. He he's a very good touch passer. He has got some... yeah.
1: That the the intermediate throws, like you said, the seam shot, like. The ball placement
2: is very strong some on those Gorgeous, days. like, deeper ball placement throws where, like, you know, he's got to get it out early because he doesn't have that arm, but some beautiful touch. Uh, he throws a pretty good back shoulder. And, like, that's the type of guy I want where, like, if he's my number two or number three and he's coming in in, in, a, in a worst-case situation, he's coming in and he's believing he can win the game. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. he's not coming in like a, like a Nate Sudfeld, who's a future starter, by the way, um, (laughs) to to just kill clock. He's, I love Nate Sudfeld. I don't know why I took a shot at him. Uh, he's coming in to win the game. Like ever believing he can. And I, I like that. And yeah, that arm is never going to look impressive. Uh, in the NFL, it didn't look impressive at the senior bowl or the combine. Um, but like he gets the ball out. He, he finds guys and he can do some of the deeper stuff. Like I like that. Just pure on timing and touch. And, uh, I like Bailey's. I mean, plus you love the story, man. You love the story.
1: Um, how early do you think he will go? Do you think, like, I, I don't think it's a given he gets drafted. Um, yeah, I don't
2: know. I really don't it, know.
1: It's pretty murky, but I, I feel fifth, sixth round is probably the sweet spot with him.
2: Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I would obviously take him there, like I said. Yeah. Um, in this class, he deserves to be drafted, and that's a fact. In a yep. lot of other classes, like if, if he was a guy, you know, we had in the fifth or sixth round um, and didn't get drafted, I wouldn't be shocked, right? But yeah. uh, I think he, he deserves it. And again, I think you're getting uh, a guy that's going to be in the league for a long time.
1: Going to sleeper now, this is, I don't know, a guy, a guy who probably goes in late day three, priority free agent, you think has a good shot of making a roster. Um, Maybe sticking around, maybe making some preseason highlights. A Tyler Huntley mm. from a couple
2: years back would have been a great sleeper.
1: Who's your sleeper?
2: You okay, I'm got. i going to Audible because I think we'll end up with one of the same ones. So you tell me yours first.
1: Mine is, of course, Derek King.
2: Okay, I wasn't going to go. Okay, I like that. My My
1: sh- Derek the Short King. <laughs> I don't care that he's 5'9". I don't. Because this quarterback class sucks so much. He has yeah. a better arm than most of the quarterbacks in this class. Um, he's obviously a fantastic athlete. Uh, the injuries are the big concern there. Yeah. Do I think Derek King's going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL? No. But if I take him in the seventh round, priority free agent, I'm bringing in a third string QB who can add one for scout team when we play a mobile quarterback mm-hmm. he's going to be perfect for scout team two if we get down to it and he has to come into a game i always like to have kind of a wild card as your as your last resort at quarterback <laughs> a guy who can make plays with his legs a tyler tyler huntley again great example um but he does have an impressive arm for a smaller quarterback as well and he played wide receiver at Houston yeah. for his first season and a half there, and he was good at it. He has 61 career catches in college. I think when you get a guy like De'Aaron King, you look at him as a kind of a third-string quarterback option who can also play some wide receiver, run some wildcat. You get him out there. He has a role in the NFL. In today's NFL, I think he, he can find that role. I think there is; it's worth – trying to develop him as a slot receiver, but also keeping him on your roster for what he can do as a scout team quarterback um, instead of having to have, like, your fourth-string DB who played high school quarterback be your scout team. Uh, what's your Dear King comp? Cordell Stewart, but shorter. Mine is Pat white Light. The, the thing about D.R. King, though, is he's not as – like he's got some stock to him. Yeah, he does. He's a little yeah. thicker than like. He's five nine, like two
2: hundred almost. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like he, he rather than some of the the past these types of quarterbacks we've seen, uh, who you worry about holding up. And I know he's got the injury history. Yeah. But uh, he 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 I think has the body type of a, kind of a slot receiver.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, my uh, <laughs> my, my sleeper. Is uh, the Ivy League man himself, EJ Perry, baby, who I got Boston uh, College uh, transfer. You yeah, love BC, uh, king of uh, Boston, of Boston high school legend. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got a I got a late seventh on him again. Uh, wouldn't really throw him in here too much. He's he's actually my tenth quarterback too, so you would have got him in my, my rankings. Um, similar idea, you know. He tested really well. He tested really well. You throw on the you throw on the the, the tape. And you see the athleticism uh, that backed it up in the, in the in the testing. He's fun as hell. He's running. Um, another guy with small hands, uh, but like like pretty good zip on the ball. Some like tight window throws. Uh, the spiral is not the cleanest, and he he'll make some boneheaded decisions. But he's got some fire into him, and like he's got like How- a – yeah. Go ahead, sorry. How many
1: quarterbacks in your top 15 are guys are like, well, if he played a different position, maybe he could make a
2: roster. <laughs> yeah, him and Cole Kelly, who was going to be my other sleepers. So. Eric Barrier as well. I love Eric Barrier. He's my deep sleeper. Spoiler alert. I love Eric Barrier. Um, Barrier, actually. And, yeah, and EJ Perry. He's kind of got, like, that Taysom Hill kind of thing to him. He's 6'2", 2, 11. Um, He's a tough dude. Yeah, I don't know. There's something. There's something with him that he just is a the guy they want to bet on as a UDFA or maybe very, very late. There's worse worth, – Worst quarterbacks have been drafted in the seventh round than yeah, you. Yeah, you can just you can just bring up Tommy Stevens every time. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving to deep sleeper. Yeah, mine, mine's we're Eric look at, A. Oh, that's that's my dude. Okay. To explain what a deep
1: sleeper is, definite undrafted guy, but you think, gets into a camp, maybe sticks it out through the preseason, maybe down the road makes an active roster.
2: Is that kind of what we're thinking here? Yeah, uh, future Hall of Famer. Eric Barrier. And and us on Barrier. How did he not get a fucking like a, a an all-star game invite? I didn't know he didn't get anything. Walter Payton winner, like just do just put up fucking put numbers. Put up numbers. Over 5,000 yards this year, uh 46 touchdowns, eight picks. Um he's a really good athlete. He can make many plays out of out of the the fucking structure. Uh, constantly creating plays, he's, he's making throws when he's getting hit. He's a he's a stud. He's, he's not even tiny. No, he's not. He's he's what, what do they got, Matt? Uh, six foot two hundred. Like, there's quarterbacks that size in the NFL right now. Like, Similar build to Tyler Huntley. There, there you go. And I, I don't know, man. There's something to him, and uh, I like him. Yeah, I don't know. You he had fun. that one throw, like. Moving to his left, jumping, going out of bounds, hit a wide receiver, like, 40 yards downfield on the sidelines. Honestly, I think his arm is pretty decent. I saw a 60-plus yard throw from him, air yard throw, off-platform throws. See a little bit working through progression. Like, that's that's going to need a lot of help. But dart thrower, I, I like him. I think there's something there I'd... Again, odds of this working out are slim, but Eastern Washington is a fucking CFL factory. So Yeah, I was going to say. There's a couple quarterbacks in this group that I really oh hope yeah. make a CFL jump. Oh yeah, there's this is a CFL draft. I think this is the quarterback group is more of a CFL draft than an NFL draft. Um okay, mine I'm
1: nothing if not a Big 10 man. Brandon I'm Peters. still I'm still holding on hope for Brandon <laughs> Peters. I know his 6 year at Illinois didn't go great. He got banged up like he usually does. But he's 6'5", 230, can kind of rip it. I think he's fairly clean mechanically. He can move a little bit. He's not accurate. He's not accurate. Mm-mm. But, I, I don't know, I get Mike White vibes. I, I would be happy to bring him in. I, I All I'm really looking for, if I'm bringing an undrafted free agent quarterback, is a guy with an arm and a little bit of movement skill. And... He's got those things. Um, Otherwise, I'm looking for just athletes like Eric Barrier. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, I I, I refuse to give up on Brandon Peters.
2: You want to hear my Eric Barrier comp? Yeah. Seneca Wallace.
1: I mean, of course. Of course. Of course. Mine's PJ Walker. Um, (laughs) Okay. Wild card. So, we're talking a guy who could go fairly early. Um. Could also go much late. I don't know. He's a wild card. You define it.
2: I think there's like a couple of guys you can choose. I'm I'm going to take Carson Strong. A bad Carson class. Strong. It's easy.
1: It's easier to find one in a bad
2: class. That's yeah. What I and I'm I'm taking Carson Strong here, and mainly because of the injury history. Um, I mean, the knees are are not good. You see it he on tape. He can't move. He can't move, but I like him. I like Carson Strong. You'll see where he is in my rankings. We, okay. we heard some
1: negative things about him uh, for the Bruce Feldman. I think it's a smoke screen. It's a, smoke screen. it's a smoke screen.
2: Um, it's a smoke screen. I was going, going back to like old, old Lance Z takes, and everything was very positive from the coaching staff and everything. It's a smoke screen. Someone loves Carson Strong. It's the Seahawks. They're, they're, they're making he <laughs> no. falls to, to number nine. Uh, But he's got one of the best arms in the classes. I know that's not saying much, but he does. I, you're going
1: to love my comp for him, so.
2: Okay, well, we'll hear it in a bit. Um, he's has one of the best arms in the class. And now, I think that it didn't show up like it should have in Mobile, but you throw on the tape, and the ball's <laughs> popping out of his hands. I, and I, I, I still think, in contrast to the – like,
1: comparing him next to those guys, other than Malik Willis, he had the next best yep. arm there. Uh, oh, absolutely, fire.
2: absolutely, yeah. And I think it's him, uh, Matt Carell and um, Willis at the top of this this y- yeah the arm talent group. Um, and the, But, like, he makes more big – deep downfield throws in than anyone in throw, this class throw on the throw on the cow game he has a couple teardrops into the bucket like 40 yeah. yards downfield yeah he's he, he, you know i love his back shoulder balls i've been talking about that too to you know turner and dubes for for years um like he's not afraid to rip it which is good and bad and like, there's going to be interceptions early when he gets on the field in his career but all the tools are there other than he's he's a statue <laughs> but but like you know what's funny though, like when he does go on the move, he's like surprisingly good at throwing off platform for like a guy that's clearly immobile. So, yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's the, the, the mechanics and the lower, the lower body is the big knock. The upper body is great. That's, that's my thing. Um, mine is Matt Corral
1: because there was this buzz that he would be the first overall pick. Yeah. Then it kind of died down. And he was a Heisman front runner and, and it kind of died down, and then um, he, he he was kind of banged up. And then he got hurt in the bowl game.
2: he's, he's an he exciting, took a pounding this year.
1: Yeah, he's an exciting player in terms of arm talent, athleticism. But then you throw on the tape, and I just, like, I don't like Matt Corral very much. I think, like, it's very RPO heavy. It is. Which just it makes me sick. Um, I'm a... I'm an old school football man. <laughs> my my quarterback under center. Oh fuck! I know this throwing, right.
2: sl- <laughs> throwing. I know it's
1: Slogos only. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So the the arm there. But he even though he cut down on the interceptions this year and he did put the ball into conflict far less. I think that had a lot to do with the RPOs. I still think sometimes he he plays hero ball. He is just willing to hock it up and hope for yeah. the best. Yeah. And I just can't live with that. I get a little bit of Drew Locke PTSD with him. Mm, that's um, fair. I don't think he is I, – I think taking him in the first round is going to doom a franchise if someone does it. Oh, um, God, yes. Yeah, don't. <laughs> He's just not – like he, he, he flashes – like even like just comparing him to Zach Wilson because I feel like that was a name that popped up a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, he is nowhere near the ball placement Zach Wilson showed at BYU. No, I agree. And it is a lot more RPOs than Zach Wilson at BYU. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: I don't know. I just – I don't think it's that. Like, he's got good feet. He's got a good arm. Yeah, the release he make is plays good. Out of structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ball comes out fast. But it's just taking out those RPOs and really focusing on ball placement – in decision making it's just uh it's too risky for me um but someone I think will do it in the first round so
2: I like Matt Corral uh I don't have him the first round obviously uh you'll see where I do have him uh in this class because he has that arm I'm moved you know what I mean he's he's more of a bet on it for me for for me right like he's not very big dude either that's a bit of a concern um like you yeah, said, he's got the injuries. He's got the injuries. Like this year was him like trying to do too much too. That's lots of these quarterbacks. He just like he's a good runner, but like he's got to protect. And yeah, it's like he's six two two twelve, and maybe like like that's just that's not a lot. And yeah, you go back to like his his turnover rate early in his career, and that was brutal. But I don't know, man. Like like you said, like for all the like you know, he's got the arm. The velocity's there. Um, I think there's some solid tight window throws. It, it's more like you said, the ball placement's more like deep, I guess. Issues. Um, the off-platform off stuff is there. Um, there's some like nice stuff. I like the intermediate deep stuff. I like that. Some nice layering throws. But um, the, the, like the crossers are kind of his bread and butter. That's not RPO or even off RPO. But I just like the, like the like the, I like the movement he puts on that ball, and he can. You know, he's a good enough athlete, and in this class. It's enough for me to bet on, but not in the fucking first round. That's insane. But on he's day two, the yeah, A's pretty true locky. I got a different comp, but he's pretty true There's locky. not my comp
1: either. Um,
2: best bet. So uh, in few- a
1: class this week, I looked at it as which of these quarterbacks is going to play in the league for like 10 years. Not necessarily as a quarterback one, just because that's where we're at with this group, but more so as a, a guy who maybe becomes a starter maybe he becomes a high-end backup but he lasts 10 years to me that's desmond ritter all day
2: okay fair enough i' that just... is my best
1: bet i think desmond ritter will play in the nfl for a decade maybe give it finds a starting opportunity even if he goes in the first round it doesn't work out like i think he finds a role as a high-end qb2 for a while like everything about him um yeah. just to me screams safe for everything from i think he's the cleanest mechanically in the class like he is Pretty quick feet, uh, clean feet, really smooth throwing motion, yeah. sm- just a smooth delivery, can rip it uh, a little bit, not huge arm, but an above average arm, um, and then you've got the athleticism with him, and he doesn't always use it, but when he does use it, like he, he's a very smooth moving athlete, uh, he can create outside of the pocket. He, he, he's kind of, he, he, the accuracy is what worries me the most. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's accurate enough to be a long-term answer at quarterback. But, I yep. mean, best, best, best case scenario, he becomes, like, an Alex Smith. I like uh Mike my comp. yeah. Yeah, my comps, Marcus Mariota, I think that just makes so much sense. And, and with him, too, is he's a very put-together, very, um four-year starter, who's very mature, High comes from leader, a winning program. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, everything checks the boxes in terms of mental makeup. So, I just, I don't know. I feel really safe about Desmond Ritter. That makes sense. Not, yeah. not in the first round, more like in the late third
2: round, but... That's where yeah. I got him there. Yeah, I have a, a late third, early fourth on him. I love Desmond Ritter. Um, I, I totally get it. It's just, yeah, like, the arm is average. I mean, I, I see a lot of, like, batted balls on tape. Uh, like, He's he tested very well. You know he's a good athlete. He didn't. He doesn't look like the athlete he He's he's not in.
1: like yeah. I was gonna say he's not a runner like Malik Willis is. No. Like he's a smooth.
2: But you got in the back Who box, can right? yeah. can
1: run when he needs to, but it's not something he leans
2: on. Yeah, like the, like the ball hangs a bit. I think like like the, what you know what I think I think he's a streaky dude. I, I think when he's on, he's good. Um, yeah. Maybe not high end, but he's good. And you know what I came away with like I don't know how much he's really improved like himself as much as the team got better, and he's just, like, a great leader. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of the issues he had as a sophomore are kind of still there. Um, but, obviously, the, the numbers got better, and he took his team to the playoffs. And I love Desmond Ritter. Uh, I, so, I totally I totally get why you would say that. It's just, um, I don't know. I, I get that. I get that a lot. Um, I just went with, we said there's only one quarterback we would take in the first round, and that's Malik Willis. So, I put him for my best bet because he's the only quarterback I'd even – remotely think about in the first round
1: yeah i just wanted to pick someone else because really like yeah yeah. like, and and it it would help if ritter was being looked at more as like uh the the midday two quarterback you take but obviously with this whole class like any quarterback
2: in the top five top six is a potential top 50 pick which you don't Mm -hmm. feel great about no i totally agree and like in that framework like say i have the 50th pick and, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're all there, or maybe not. You know what I mean? Like, if you, if you make this pick wrong, you lose your franchise. I'm like, okay, I'll get you a 10 of your, you know, contributor. That that makes sense to me. I, I get where you're coming yeah.
1: from. Yeah. AJ, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. And that's why just one scoop of athletic greens in a cup of water every day will solve all your issues. That's it. That's all you need to solve every issue you have. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports shrink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I stumbled through that last word. ColorCast is a live, audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, be notified when rooms go live, and come with your spiciest takes. Uh, okay. Before we do the top 10, I just wanted to. Can I pick your brain on your 5 through 11?
2: Just rapid fire me? It's funny. I was going to start at 11. Fifth, sorry, fifth, 15 through oh, 11. Oh, 15 yeah. through 11. All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, 15 for me, Akeel Glass, baby. Not draftable. 14 for me, Zarek Cooper, baby. Not draftable. 13 for me. No, I still kind of like Chase Garbers. He's all right. He's 13 here. Uh, 12 for me, I already mentioned Eric Barrier. Uh, my comp is Seneca Wallace. I didn't write my comps down for the other guys. I so forget them. And 11, I do have draftable on him. Late 7th, kind of with AJ, uh, EJ Perry. Cole Kelly. And my comp is, of course, Tyree Jackson. Oh, I love that. They're literally the same I've, size. So I <laughs> do.
1: And Tyree is now tight end. Exactly, yeah. Uh, it, we actually had my 15 through 12 is very different from yours. I figured, uh, yeah. 15, that's what happens when you have a really bad class. Mm-hmm. 15, uh, E.J. Perry of Brown. Way too low. Yeah, go on. 14, Eric Barriere of Eastern Way Washington. Too low. 13, Brock Purdy of Way Iowa State. Okay. 12, Brandon Peters of Illinois. That's right. Thank you. And then, yeah, uh, finish your drink, 11's Cole Kelly of Southern Louisiana. Um, my Cole Kelly comp is Paxton Lynch. That's a good one. But I still, like, he, sh- he should just play tight
2: end. Like, I don't know. He's another like he could be a CFL Hall of Famer.
1: Well, at least uh, CFL should be sneak yeah. Hall of Famer oh, is yeah. A QB too. He's a goddamn bulldozer. His his, his throwing motion is way too wonky for it me is, to get behind. It is, it is. It reminds me so much of Paxton Lynch. Yeah. I think he's better than Paxton Lynch coming to Memphis though. <laughs>
2: that's a good. It's a good take. He's, bi- he's bigger too. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, ten to five or ten to six. Yeah, give me your 10 to I don't search. think there's anyone really need to dig into there. Um, <laughs> 10. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I'm, I'm waxing poetic on Jack Cohen. You just give me a minute. All right. Go ahead. 10. Uh, like I said, EJ Perry, who was like neck and neck with Cole Kelly. I give them both late sevenths. My comp is Bruce Kradkowski. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. What are the odds I have a different guy comp to Bruce Kradkowski? <laughs> there's a lot of Bruce Krakowski's in this class. And the more I watch, I put him up there, I'm like, this guy's kind of got some Bruce in him, too. Anyways, uh, number nine <laughs> for me. Number nine for me, Jackie Cohn. I got a mid-sixth round grade on him. My comp is AJ McCarron. Um, eighth, That's a good comp. Caleb Ellaby, also a mid 6 My comp is Case Keenum. Uh, seven, we talked about him, Bailey Zappi. I got, like, an early mid-fifth round grade. And I'm kind of torn between Chase Daniel and Gardner Minshew on his comp, so I put both. And number six for me, <laughs> spoiler alert, Samuel Howell the third from UNC. Uh, I got a mid to late fourth round grade on him, and my comp is I didn't I didn't have a good one for Howell. Howell's kind of funny, so I got I got today Tyrod Taylor comp. That's interesting. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my comp. Okay,
1: half the <laughs> quarterbacks can be come to Bruce Gurkowski, Chase Daniel. Yep.
2: Uh, there's a couple cases. Ward, there, yeah.
1: Case yeah. There's there's a couple guys who could be like. A worse Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I, I like, have a Baker Mayfield. Like, gone. Baker Mayfield's, like, cousin from the north. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Uh, ten is, for me, is Derek King. Who I, my comp is smaller Cordell Stewart. 255th on my board. Could be Mr. Irrelevant, AJ. He
2: would be a great Mr. Irrelevant.
1: I know he would. Nine, Caleb Ellaby of Western Michigan. Bruce Grigkowski comp, 207 <laughs> on my board. Uh, I, I, I'm with you in that him and Jack Cohn are really close. Mm-hmm. I got Kona 8, uh, 205 on my board with a Brian Hoyer comp. It's going. 7, Bailey Zappi, 177th on my board uh, with a Case Keenum comp, of course. Yep. And then 6 for me is Carson Strong of Nevada, 122nd on my board with a Jacoby Brissett comp. Huge arm cannot move. <laughs> I like point. him though.
2: I like Carson Strong. Um, Carson Strong is like it's kind of fun that he can't move. He's just like we talked about already. Like, just this massive arm, and he just can't move. Yeah, he's got a great arm. Um, um,
1: okay, let's let's do this quick. I talked to Eric King, Caleb Ellaby. Yep. another guy coming from a, a very RPO heavy scheme. Um, I really wish he went back to school because I think there w- there is something there. Uh i hope he he didn't test very well i hope he gets drafted late day three because he got a, he's got a lot of arm he, he he can move around a bit but he's just not very accurate yeah. and he makes some poor decisions when, once you like if they didn't marry that offense so much to the rpo game i think he'd be in trouble he makes some plays out of structure he's got a pretty decent deep ball too yeah he, he's got arm. like that
2: moonshot trajectory on his deep ball and like it yeah. falls off the table. and when it's on it's great I, I think that's a lot of fun yeah um like, he moves but, well. He like, can extend plays. Like, that's, that's fun to have it, as a backup. It, it, it's funny
1: because, like, I'm not even certain he'll get drafted. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Had he gone back, he was just a redshirt sophomore. Like, he had two more years of eligibility. I would have really loved to see him develop uh, under Tim Lester at Western Michigan. And
2: hey, he beat Kenny Pickett this year.
1: Uh, there you go. That's true. He played really well in that game. Uh, eight for me was Jack Cohn. He was your nine? Yeah, number nine for me. Jack Coench is a safe option. Played in a pro style at Wisconsin. That Notre Dame spreads a bit like a pro style spread. Not gonna wow you in, with his arm or his athleticism or anything. But he, I found him to be a very good and consistent kind of intermediate middle of the field passer. Yeah,
2: no, I like that. Like intermediate timing throws, like you said, over the over the middle second window. Even like just he's good at them. Um. And 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 he's he he's. Which this might sound like a bang, but he
1: is pretty willing to check down into his running backs when a lot of the quarterbacks in this class want to play hero ball. Mm -hmm. I just kind of, it was a breath of fresh air to see a guy just, oh, it's not there. Let's check it down.
2: Yeah. I mean, pretty like clean feet, like a quick, like quick feet, good base at the release. The release is fine. Like, He's a lot better than I think we both thought he was. Yeah, Navigates the pocket pretty well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not a good mover, but Tez are pretty decent. And, like, I don't know. The, my one thing is, like, the RPO game is really slow, which is kind of weird. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you run any RPOs, you're not drafting him. But, yeah, good poise, you know, some progressions. Like, he's like a, your classic old school backup quarterback. And if a team wants one of those, I think you get him here in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, whatever you want.
1: Uh, we, we already talked Zappy. Um,. You, have, you had Howell six. I had Carson Strong six. We already talked Carson Strong, so we'll save
2: Howell for the top five. So give me your top five. Number five for me is Desmond Ritter. I got him late third, early fourth, kind of like that teetering on the top 100. Uh, I, got, I couldn't find a great comp for, for Ritter, so I got Josh McCowan, like the young Josh McCowan. Um, also, like this crossed my mind. Like I almost feel like he's – remember everything everyone wanted uh, uh, Kellen Mon to be last year? I feel like that's already Desmond Ritter. I don't know if that's weird. I like yeah. That. Anyways. Four for me is Carson Strong. I got a mid third. I'm betting on that arm. Um, and my comp is Jay Color, even though Color can move a little more. Um, three for me, uh, it's Kenny Pickett, early third round grade. Like I said, somewhere between Geno Smith and Andy Dalton. And two for me is Matt Corral, uh, late second round grade. My comp is Baker Mayfield. I didn't. I don't have a good one. I like for Matt Corral. I stuck with that. And number one on my board, Malik Willis, also a late second. Uh, my comp is, is like Jalen Hurts. I stole this a little bit from Lancey. Jalen hurts his body and like movement ability, but with Big Ben's arm. That's interesting. <laughs> he had Hurts he and Cutler, by the way, just to say. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. I th- I but saw I that. got that Big Ben. I don't know. There's some there's a little bit of Big Ben to him. I don't know what it is, but there's there's just a little bit. The way he chucks it.
1: Um okay. For me, five is Matt Corral. 109th on my board. I put the Geno Smith comp here.
2: <laughs> I'm just betting on that arm, man. I I get where you're coming from. I just I I'm just know. betting on that arm in this shitty class. I don't know, guys. Just outside
1: of Josh Allen, guys don't get accurate. And I just don't think he's there's enough there. I mean, I guess you're saying you're betting on it, but you're not meaning on in the first round. So Fuck it's no. exactly <laughs> uh, four for me. Sam Howell, hundred six on my board. Gardner Minshew comp. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Howell, Howell and Corral are really close for me. Uh, Desmond Ritter just slightly above them. Uh, he's my third quarterback. 99th on my board, Marcus Mariota comp. Two, Kenny Pickett. 69th on my board, Andy Dalton comp. And then one, Malik Willis. But, like, even with Malik Willis, 41st on my board. Mm-hmm. And it, it's hard to find a comp for a guy like that. I just put Steve McNair. I don't care.
2: <laughs>
1: mini McNair. I love McNair. Steve McNair. Yeah. Yeah, strong as hell, great athlete, wicked arm. I'll start with Samuel Howell. Yeah, he's the only one we haven't really touched on at all. Uh, like the, some of these other quarterbacks, really RPO heavy offense. Mm, yeah, um, it's like an it's an air raid married to an RPO uh, with uh, Phil Longo calling plays there at, at UNC, and it's it does a good, like it's a good offense for what they're trying to do, but when you Take away three NFL players: yeah. Javante Williams, Michael Carter, Diami Brown, and Bo
2: Corralis, and, and, trans- and Daz New. And, sorry, and
1: Daz, and, and Daz Newsom for, yeah. and, and Bo Corrales is about to be the best player in the <laughs> AAC. Um, it it obviously puts so much more on his shoulders, and he kind of it showed how mobile he is yeah. this year because of that, which was kind of a nice little. Like in cap. 2020
2: he had like 146 but, rushing yards in 2021 he had 828 and 11 touchdowns.
1: Yeah. And like his arm isn't great. Like it's fine. He because of that offense, he doesn't have to really make a lot of uh full field reads this in, in, in work those progressions and like make tough decisions because there's a lot of layups there for yeah, him. Yeah, I feel like he's boring to
2: watch, but other than the run, he
1: is. But bo- he is. But bo- he is boring to watch. Yeah. Um, but I do. I do think he is a better decision maker than some of these other guys. He's less turnover prone. He's less ball comp- conflict fr- uh, prone. His feet aren't great though. I didn't think. Um, he <laughs> he he. To me, he's just a safe backup. But if you're taking him in the first round, then it's not a good pick.
2: You know what I, with this, just, like, in the, in the throwing, like, he's just, like, he just doesn't step into his throws properly, and then he, like, just falls off yeah. of his lower half. And that, But I, I do yeah. think, like, yeah, the, I don't know where that rugged running came from. It, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, like, he's shedding tackles. So he's just, like, c- compact. It, like he's just, he, he, he could be a fun backup in the NFL, yeah. but, it, like, we're seeing the first
1: round stuff. And it's just, like, I'm yeah, not like, there like at the,
2: all. The, the, the arm is very average. I, I I don't think he's got it to, like, drive the tight windows, like, especially on the third level. No. I'm um, like, uh, like to yeah. me, just comparing, l- l- Just did you, did you, sorry,
1: did you have Corral too? I did. Yeah. Okay. Just to compare how Corral Ritter, I think with Corral, you've got bu- the most upside. Yes. With Ritter, you've got, he's, he's the kind of the most complete in terms of athleticism, arm, um, and, and mental makeup. Mm-hmm. He's safe. How, if you're taking him in the same range as these other guys, it de- like the range is so dependent on if he, like, are you taking him in the first round? Because that's awful. But if you're taking him late third round, early fourth round, like I think that's a safe backup quarterback, yeah. like a Gardner Minshew who can spot start and you feel pretty confident about. Yep. It's just the problem with such a wonky class is that all these guys are getting propped up. They're all going to be over drafted, so they're all going to ultimately seem like bad picks.
2: But <laughs> yeah. if they were drafted where they should be drafted, you'd be like, yeah, this this makes sense. I, I like. And that. one specific thing with how is like, people keep harping on how good his deep ball is, and I'm like, I don't really see it. Like you see like some nice loft and he's, some nice placement he, on he, on tape. He's, he's,
1: he's got some deep placement, yeah. but he doesn't have a, no. tr- that strong Like I don't know. The, the offense also gave him a lot of one on ones in those deep ball mm-hmm. situations.
2: Yeah, so. he's got like a decent back shoulder. Like like I agree with you. I think he's a solid backup quarterback, especially when you add that yeah. runningness. Yeah, yeah. To,
1: to me, Willis is the only first round worthy quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny Pickett's the only other starter in this group. Uh, I think Matt Corral's too boomer. But like, I can see why someone would want to bet on Matt Corral I'm too scared like I I don't I don't have the cojones to to bet on Matt in The like if we're talking like in the first two 60, rounds I'm okay with that uh, see I just like I think he's so Drew Locke and that scares me
2: it doesn't and, scare me
1: I I like Pickett. You're not a coward. (laughs) I'm a coward. Pickett's really safe. I just it's not exciting. But if you're like very, if you are the Panthers and you keep swinging and missing, maybe like in the second round though. Um, Like Pickett and and Corral and
2: Willis all grade up pretty similarly for me. Um, It's just like yeah, I I agree. Pickett's got the highest floor. Uh, Corral's the the wild card of those three, and Willis is the one I I would bet on. Yeah. Ultimately, the quarterback class stinks. Stink. Leak was
1: the only one who should go in the first round. I have this deep, dark feeling five of them go in the first round.
2: I would hate that.
1: Um, no, I don't. I don't, I actually like. I don't believe a team's going to sell themselves on Sam Howell in the first no. round. But then, I don't know. Some people on like Draft Twitter think he's quarterback one. How about
2: Ritter? Like, I think you think someone's going to sell themselves on Desmond Ritter.
1: I do. I do. I do think because of who he is, the the person. The leader, I think someone's gonna sell themselves on Desmond Ritter in the late mm. first round.
2: If I'm calling the Seahawks shot, I think it's either Willis, Corral, or Ritter. At nine or trade no, back? No, they'll probably trade I mean, they love trading back. I I don't see it being nine. You know what I mean? I hope I hope to God not, but I think all three are kinda of trade back, but maybe not Willis like you know what I mean? They, maybe they trade back and miss out on Willis, but yeah. I hope. Yeah, I, th- I think best-case
1: scenario is neither of our teams state take quarterbacks. Well,
2: especially, like, in the top t- – like, yeah, the draft isn't that good, but at 9, you're still getting a really good player.
1: It's it's not even not that good. It's just offensive line and defensive player heavy mm-hmm. or, and receivers. But, like, I don't know. I, I As a Steelers fan, I would way rather have – I'm trying to – like, Zion Johnson yeah. at 20. That gets me excited – far more excited than – a non-Malik Willis quarterback. Yeah,
2: no, exactly. I mean, and especially if you're – I think that just top it, 15 is kind of like – like, you know what I mean? At, at, at 9, 10, 11, like, you know, Derek Stingley might still be on the board. Like, one of those big guys yeah. might fall. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Thibodeau might still be on the you, boards. Like, you,
1: Yeah, like, there's some safe guys. The nuts and bolts of your team, like a Zion
2: Johnson. Yeah, Yeah, the, in the later half? Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, or, or, or there's some big swing like, interesting guys. I mean, Ball might be there at 20. Yeah. I think he probably will be there at 20. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think so too. Like I would rather swing on a a freaky athlete that's not a quarterback in the back half of the first round than on one of these quarterbacks. Yeah, I think
2: this like, is the draft to build your trenches and swing yeah, it's on the those nuts guys. and bolts yeah. draft.
1: Yeah. It's the nuts and bolts draft all day. Like there's a lot of nuts and bolts guys. I I think ideally you take one of those nuts and bolts. I've said nuts and bolts way I'll too keep many times, it, buddy. I love but it. But you take you take one you take one of those offensive linemen. Yes. Or or defensive linemen in the first round, and then swing on some of these athletes in the, on, on day two. Um, like just because there there's so many freaky athletes in this draft. Uh, like oh, like sw- swing on a, Aaliyah Chanel. That that's swing a Steelers linebacker a... right there. That is a Steelers linebacker. There's a lot of Steelers players, so they'll probably take Kenny Pickett.
2: <laughs> He's a Steelers player. I
1: don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to do other position groups. I can tell you that. I'm excited to get the defense in a couple mm. weeks. Um, but today's episode of 7 Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org. Or, open Instagram and type in at sports drink. Spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Remember last year when Jake Funk was in the running back class? I miss the funk,
2: man. Was, Me was the too. Super
1: too bad this running back class won't have that. Um, yeah, but next ne- next show, we'll re- break down our top 10 running backs. Uh, interesting interesting group. I think there's a, there's a, a little more mystery at who will be our rb ones now coming off that combine Beer strong's mine (laughs) yeah a lot of a lot of a lot of day three backs a lot of day three back a lot of backs that i would love between picks one one ten and one fifty i
2: think uh, not to this maybe for next episode but i think uh, just the the sheer number of these backs are going to push each other down and you're gonna get good backs in like the sixth round
1: yeah, like, can just the contributor-type
2: backs. Like, like, how high is the Abram Smith? How high does he go? Like, fifth, sixth round? And that's like 20th, ninth? <laughs> he might go he ninth. He might go ninth. 40th at
1: worst. Yeah, you're right.